Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Oh, man. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Kristen Kinney of AT&T Sportsnet coming up here momentarily. And, Gordon, what a, uh, I think the, the folks at uh, AT&T Sportsnet, the, the producers, Bowler, uh, of course, Thurl, Harpering, uh, Kristen, and we'll talk to her in a minute. But uh, I think they're all doing a great job. I think the broadcast looks good. Yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed the restart of this season watching on TV. And usually we go to the games – but uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I, I like the overall vibe from the – I have to give the NBA credit. I've said that all along, but I, I think it's living up to uh, the best expectations. Well, I think that it's just been fun to have games to break down again, Gordon, yeah. to, to talk about, you know, whether it's good or bad. You know, that that uh, post game after the Oklahoma City game, I mean, we're talking about some bad basketball. But even that, we're talking about basketball. It's amazing. It feels so I'm, good. I am so looking forward to tomorrow's pre-half and post-game, you know, with that jazz. You know, <laughs> that, uh, four gonna... out of the five starters will be absent. Aren't you happy that that is the game that uh, we're having you help with us? I, I know you helped the other day, but the, but that's the one uh, you're getting, Gordon. I know you're excited. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, I have helped out in some of the others, but uh, this one seems uh, particularly interesting. I can't wait to, to me see. Because we don't even know who's going to be playing. We don't know the guys. I'm I'm actually only half joking about this, that I, I'm excited to see them turn Rajon Tucker loose. <laughs> He actually plays a pretty exciting brand of basketball, so I kind of mean that actually. But I mean, we're 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 gonna get to see the 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 bench because four out of five starters are not playing tomorrow. Donovan, Rudy, Mike Conley, Royce O'Neal all going to be out for tomorrow's game. Uh, Joe Ingles is going to play, and uh, Jordan Clarkson is going to play. But uh, uh, outside of that, we're gonna see a lot of the bench unit. All right, and it was all it was all planned uh, because Locke tipped us off about it a few days ago. He did, so uh, yeah. All right, let's get out to the uh, T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now from AT&T Sportsnet, our friend Kristen Kenny. What's going on, Kristen? Hey, guys. Good to talk to you. So Hanging uh, out at the Casa. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we're all doing that a little bit. How how uh, oh. how's the broadcast experience going, Kristen? You're, you're you know it's it's fun. I I was just telling Gordon, I think it's it's gone uh, extremely well, and I can't give you guys uh, uh, enough credit. But it's got to be kind of weird standing uh, uh, there in the bowl with nobody around. Oh man, well thank you so much. Yeah, you, we're all doing a great job. I mean, all across the board, I think. Our group, uh, our broadcast team, and our producers and you know executives have all done a really great job at trying to make something from really nothing because you it is so different being in an empty arena and trying to get hyped up and uh, do some reports when really there's just emptiness and all around you. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's been fun. It's uh, come together really nicely. I think. You know, this is new for everyone. So I'm just really excited about the innovation and everything that the NBA has been doing as well to to try to bring uh, pump some life into these games. 
I've especially enjoyed watching uh, you, Kirsten, over there in the uh, virtual fan seats. <laughs> you know what? When are you going to go in there, Gordon? Because that is actually really fun. I'm going to make an, an effort to get back in there because uh, that was the first time. It was very tricky to try to manage, like, in the fan zone and your eight-second delay and then trying to be on air at the same time. But now I think I got it. So next game, I think it's Dallas. I'm going to do it again and actually try to interact with some fans and see if we can try to do like a wave or something. Wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) Like it's a whole section to do a wave. (laughs) That would take quite the coordination. Let me ask you, though, Kristen, (laughs) let me ask you about what you're seeing on the court because there are some some highlights and there are some lowlights so far. There are reasons for optimism and reasons for pessimism. What are you uh, noting? Well, I think the first three games um, more pessimistic, and you, you started to see clearly the absence of bogey and what that means and what that looks like. Now, there's glimpses of hope in that uh, Lakers game, and the silver lining about the Lakers game is played pretty well. The shots didn't fall. Uh, then we look at the most recent game against Memphis, and first quarter, man, I thought we were going to come out and continue kind of the, the momentum that, or at least play the way we played against the Lakers for much of that game, minus that third quarter against the Lakers. And then Memphis uh, first quarter was rough and then finally in the second quarter started to get things going. So once we got things going and the shots were falling and seeing 40% from three and Joe Ingles get into rhythm and Jordan Clarkson get into rhythm, then the you started to see the positive. So I think the first three games when you have you know, Donovan and Mike and Rudy carrying the load and Royce O'Neal doing a heck of a job defensively. But we really needed uh, Joe and Jordan to find their group. And we're going to need them even more without bogey. So I think the positive now is we saw that come together in Memphis. Uh, tomorrow being interesting with, with a lot of the guys, practically the whole starting lineup out. Um, but come time for Denver, that's another big test to see if we can make it rain against Denver. Yeah, we were going to preview tomorrow's game with you, Kristen, but it doesn't appear like there's much to preview. I, what, I mean, what do I ask you? I guess which which bench player that's going to get a big role tomorrow <laughs> are you most looking forward to seeing? Well, I, you know, I think um, Tony Bradley is going to get. It'll be really good for him. It'll be really good to get uh, Tucker and. You know, all the guys, John Morgan, we've, we want to see – it's going to be nice to see those guys um, and get extra minutes. I think in particular, though, Tony, you know, the the uh, backup to Rudy and just trying to find that extra presence at that, at that five spot when Rudy's not on the floor, um, Tony's still working through things and he's so young, and I think this is just going to allow him hopefully more minutes and more time on the floor. Um and try to gel with the group. Uh, however, he's not with the, you know, with Mike Conley and and, and, he, and most of our guys that are in the starting group. So, yeah, and I think um, you know, I would like to see uh, George Niang uh, make it rain as well. But this is going to be a tough one when you're missing the bulk of your team um, and the bulk of your starters. But you know, we, we, this is, I guess, every other day there's a game. Um, not a lot of time for rest in between, and then we have a back-to-back. So that I could see why this makes sense now. So, Chris, let me ask you this question. We, we've talked, Jake and I have talked a lot about the top six players and how important they are. 
uh, for the Jazz because of the questions that go on farther down the bench. You mentioned Tony Bradley, but oh, let me eliminate him. Other than him with and eliminating those top six players, is there anybody else who's going to play a role for the Jazz heading into the playoffs? Yeah, you know, it, I just think that it's – I actually – I really think that what we needed, you know, we need the collective effort all around. But what we really were looking at was Mike Conley coming back, right, and, and picking up some slack. And I think that's what we've seen. But outside of those guys, you know, I, I do think – Royce O'Neal, if he can continue to to be, uh, he's, he's such a defensive presence. But if he can start finding his groove offensively, and then definitely Jordan Clarkson, no question about that. Um, but George Niang is that silent three-point shooter that if if there's opportunities for him to for us to drive and kick it out to him and knock those down, I mean that's going to be helpful. We see how powerful the three is, and when everyone's feeding off of everyone, then you know it's a tough. It's a it's a tough thing to to guard. So yeah, I just I think outside of our main guys, you know, I, I want to see just our three point shooters um, from the bench really finding a groove there, finding their stroke. Um, yeah, George, George really needs to put it together because he's been slumping badly. Maybe Moutier could help. You know, yeah, he, he hasn't done a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's it's tough because it's weird. Like in the bubble, how you see a lot of guys that are have these slumps and can't find that rhythm in the bubble. And then some like are breaking out these young guys on other teams. Um, yeah, I would, but Moody hasn't really been that three point threat. So, but what he, what I'm hoping is that he is more aggressive attacking the rim and just getting inside the paint so that Jordan and George can have some wide open looks and feel confident in knocking those down. But and then maybe that's just like part of the adapting to this bubble and being away from the game for so long is some guys just can't get into a rhythm. I mean, we saw John ja, ja Morant, speaking of not getting into rhythm against uh, with Memphis, I mean, he's been receiving a lot of criticism. Yeah, he's a rookie, but still he's taken a long time to get into any kind of rhythm. Um, you know, and that's your rookie of the year candidate. So I just think it's, it takes some guys a little bit longer to find it in the bubble. And hopefully George is one of those guys, just like Jordan. You know, Jordan started to find it. And Jordan found it by attacking the rim first, just in having those certain uh, plays set up for him to get the ball, get an easy basket. So I think it'll come, but let's see when. I mean, maybe tomorrow. Mike Conley's played really well so far, as you alluded to, uh, Kristen. What do you think has been the difference with him? I think he played well, what was it, the last um, eight games leading up to the shutdown. Uh, I, you know, Mike's a smart player, high IQ guy. I really think it just came down to getting comfortable in the system. I also think it has a lot to do. He, what Quinn Snyder always says is that he's letting him just play loose and free and try not to make him overthink and over coaching him. And there's probably a lot going on in his mind and the pressure of adjusting to this new system. Um, and he received a lot of criticism for that. Then the injury and couldn't get back into a groove. And I think just letting all of that go and getting back to having fun, he alluded to that the other night after uh, the win. And you know, really just getting back to loving the game and playing loose and playing free. I think that has a lot to do with it. And if people have to understand that 12 years at one franchise, one system is totally different, and that just takes time. And unfortunately, it didn't happen with the snap of our fingers, but it's happening now, which is much needed. With all the emphasis on that three-point shooting that you were talking about, Kristen, it, 
all of that said, what I've seen in the bubble so far, especially it was noticeable against Memphis, how important Rudy Gobert is. No duh, right? I mean, we've been talking about that for yeah. years. But it seems like it stands out even more now because there's nobody else really who's a rebounder. There's nobody else in there to protect the paint. It's Rudy, man. He's got to do that job. His, The emphasis on him is as great now as it's ever been with Rudy and a bunch of short guys on the court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. small ball and then Rudy Gobert. Uh, it's the, the cycle tower and the small ball. But, it's, yeah, I think, you know, and he may relish in that because that he likes to be that guy. He likes to be the guy that the team depends on and the team needs. Um, and clearly he is. Even the other night against Memphis, you saw him really aggressive and hustling, and uh, he had a heck of a game that day. I want to say that night, but that day. Um, and he was doing everything. And I think one of the plays, too, and, and asking him about it, it looked like he was going to do a, a headstand or uh, flipped over backwards going after a rebound or a ball. And you know, that's just the kind of thing that Rudy needs to do, and he's been doing it. He's looked really, really good. And I agree with you, Gordon. I think these um, games in the bubble, it's really shown his dominance and how much we need him and, and more of the things that we need from him. And we're getting that. We're getting that from Rudy. He's really stepped up. Against Memphis, like you said, 21-16 and three blocks. I mean, that's about as good as you can expect. Yeah, he's incredible. He's yeah, he's on fire. I just I think he thrives being in a role like this where he's got to step up, he's got to be that guy, and and he is, and that's really really good to see. Especially everything that he's gone through. I mean, he told me that this is this has been the toughest time for him, and first time ever in his life he didn't miss the game after testing positive and going through the emotional battle there and um, the scares, the fears, the criticism, and you know to have him bounce back like this. It's just really great. Kristen, we love it when you have a chance to jump on the show. Thank you for doing it, and keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. I'll see you in the fan zone. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, Kristen. That's Kristen Kinney of AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, Gordon, we have some breaking news, and it's not good. Uh, Brett McMurphy reporting, Big Sky Conference cancels football season this fall. Wow. Bummer. Wow. And Austin just uh, tweeted out a great gif, which is is exactly right on the money. It's this it's, cartoon character getting hit in the pills. Yeah, yeah, that stinks. Uh, yeah, it does. And this is what I'm afraid of. This is uh, this is what I think. Uh, this might not be the only case. Uh, of course, there have been others too, but this could spread. I just I wonder how much of it is about resources, you know playing games in this type of situation is obviously going to take more resources, right? And if you don't have any sort of, if you don't have income, how do you commit those resources? Well, the TV money is big for uh, right. whoever's going to be playing. And if you don't have big TV money coming your way, it sort of gets back to what we talked about with UConn yesterday, you know. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. What will they? Yeah. What are they willing to tolerate from that standpoint? And I don't know whether their expenses are considerably less, but that's uh, that's not happy news for anyone trying to be optimistic about what's going to happen uh, in a month or two. Yeah, and it's student athletes missing out on opportunities. I mean, 
God, just just stinks. Scotty, uh, uh, this was a couple of months ago, but he was uh, talking to some folks uh, up in the the Montana region, and they said uh, they were telling Scotty that uh, if Montana and Montana State have to play each other ten times, they're going to do it. So maybe we'll I see. More. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they go rogue. <laughs> we're going to play. This is happening. We're just going to play each other. We'll see, see you uh, next week. See you in Missoula. <laughs> Oh man! Well, we either laugh or we cry, right? No, I just I honestly I feel bad for you know. Of course, we were staying in SU. I feel bad for those athletes. That stinks. It really but, is. You know, aside from the money, and you and I have gone back and forth on that. Uh, the priority is to keep these athletes safe, and if that's what's necessary to do so, uh, I understand the other problems that uh, bubble up from all that, but. Uh, there's real concern about uh, that very issue. All right, uh, coming up next, we have Sounds of Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day. Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is the big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone want to remind you about our friends at syringa networks home to complete business telecom and it solutions backed by industry leading sla that guarantees the uptime your business needs it's effective communication for 21st century utah get started now at syringa networks.net gotta tell you gordon being at home it must be nice being in a nice temperature regulated room i'm very comfortable I am freezing. I feel like I'm doing an in-studio interview with Elsa. It is so cold in here. Jake, let it go. I know nobody wants to hear me complain about it. I got it. But Gordon, let it go. There there it is. took me a minute. Yeah, I did. I got there. Do you want to build a snowman? (laughs) Nice. Bodzing. But just so in case you were wondering, Gordon, it's it's still quite cold in here. What do you think of uh, the second installment of uh, Frozen? You know what? Austin and I were talking about this earlier uh, when I made my Elsa joke off the air. And uh, I liked it, but I liked the first one better. I thought the second one was really, really good. It was good, but I I liked the first one a little better. Austin liked the music in the second one better. Yeah, I did. We listened to that music nonstop at our house. And the... The second uh, Frozen, the soundtrack, they had some additions by like Panic at the Disco and Weezer. Hmm. It was really good. Weezer? Was it yeah, Frozen? Weezer, Weezer did the uh, the little 80s love song, uh, the, the Reindeer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. How about Speaking that? of uh, music and movies and whatnot, I uh, my family last night watched uh, one of my family's favorite movies. Schindler's List? It was as good as, Rosemary's as Baby. I remember it. Just spectacular. Sophie's Choice? Les Miserables. And I, and, oh, uh, come on. We're not doing so this good. again. It I, is so good. And, you know, I know that Austin and you have problems with Russell Crowe's singing and whatnot, but it just makes it that much more authentic. That movie is brilliant. Authentic? Brilliant. 
Uh, you're, you've really upset Austin here. I, I have not seen it quite on purpose because I heard Russell Crowe was that bad. This is my Beatles are overrated reaction like that Gordon has to us. Right. Gordon, your take on Les Mis the movie being phenomenal, it, even but especially the Russell Crowe part, is how I imagine you feeling when I say accurately that the Beatles are overrated. One of the best movies I've ever seen, and the fact that Russell Crowe is not a polished singer makes makes it just that much better. How does no, that make it better? Singer? How does that make there's, it better? There's just because he he's he's Javert. He doesn't have to have a great singing voice. It's a there's musical. <laughs> it's a musical. That's the point. It's like Michael Jordan no, didn't have to be good no, at shooting basketballs. Oh no, no, you guys are all screwed up on this one. That, that, that adds to the character. I think it's and. And I I know that's Whatever. that's one of Lisa's favorite movies of all time, and we really enjoyed it. So, have you seen the play? I, yes, I well, saw the play probably nineteen eighty four. I want to say something like that, nineteen eighty five, somewhere in that range. It's the only play I've seen on Broadway, and I will not let Russell Crowe ruin it for me. He won't. He'll make it. That, that oh, he's not going to have a just, chance. So you're right that, about that. What, what? Oh, you haven't even seen it? No, yeah, no. I'm not going to. What, what, what are you basing that on? You're the basing it on what Austin said? The rest of the movie is pretty darn good. So Austin is not the only person I've heard have. This is not Austin hot take town. This is every pretty much theater and movie going person that I've not met uh, and trust say how just awful his performance is in that movie. Beautifully done. And Russell Crowe does a great and job. And here I thought uh, foolishly that when Gordon said, speaking of movies, that he was going to tease the movie zone coming up tonight. But instead, Well, we can do that, too. I mean, the movie zone is coming up. Austin Stay Horton, Hot Take Town, tonight at 7. Hot Take Town. <laughs> Where Austin has uh, the same uh, take on Les Mis that uh, 99% let, let of the, ask, the world let, has. Let, let me just throw this out there to our listeners and, and, and you know tweet at us here. Did you enjoy Les Miserables, the movie? You tweet that absolutely, at me, I'll block you. Absolutely spectacular. Guaranteed block. Spectacular job. Hugh Jackman is terrific. Everybody in that movie. I have, don't have a single complaint about anybody, although I do think that Sasha, whatever his name is, was a little over the top, but I guess that was part of what was supposed to be in that character of the innkeeper. But uh, just spectacular movie. I mean... Can't say enough good things about it. Neither can I. I almost feel like that take is just going to ruin all of your opinions on pop culture for me. You, you have, haven't you seen have, it. Yeah, right. He's got a point. You have to see it, Jake. I don't have to see it to know Russell Crowe can't sing. No, not that. So, but the rest of the movie's good. Watch the freaking movie before you start criticizing, Jake. I saw Russell Crowe's version of Robin Hood and uh, <laughs> hard pass. Just because his name's Russell Crowe is not going to draw me to the movie. And if people say it's that Jake, bad that Jake, it ruins it, then I'm not going to let it ruin it for I, me. I say this. I say this as uh, as a friend. <laughs> you are so damn stubborn. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. I'm not nearly as stubborn as my wife, though. We have a very stubborn household. <laughs> Very stubborn household. Uh, okay, Gordon. Well, I, I, I won't watch that movie uh, for you. Uh, should we get to... What, what? Watch it for me. I want you to watch it. Yeah, I know. I won't watch it. <laughs> See what I mean? 
It's just so predictable. <laughs> All right, I, I'm uh, obviously um, um, just uh, wasting time so we cannot get to today's sounds of various clips. Do we have to do this? It's really oh, funny. So Hans and Scotty uh, take bits of it seems like our show every time and uh, slow it down to make this content sound like we're drunk. <laughs> they call it what do they call it Austin happy, happy hour, hour yeah. and so I can't believe we're obliging them by replaying this but apparently that's what we're doing it's okay you know all right here it is those guys uh, those guys have been known to sneak a little extra of uh, uh, grandpa's uh, cough medicine into the studio during their shows anyway really Hans is still uh, smuggling rum He's still doing it he's a rum runner well, it started as a kid when he was stealing from his mom's uh, chocolate factory. <laughs> Did start then. <laughs> All right, here it is, the happy hour big show. More of a uh, Kenny Chesney at the beach, fella? No, <laughs> never heard of, never heard his music. I've been to his birthday party, <laughs> but sure I'm not have. I'm not familiar with his music. Yes, you have. You, you're familiar with Jimmy Buffett, right? I am. That's the same. I saw a hat the other day that said it's five o'clock somewhere. One of my uh, favorite and, sayings. And, and of course, he does have. <laughs> He does have, uh, you know, like he said, the various uh, uh, stores and restaurants, and uh, he's an author. He writes books about laying around on islands. I like I like the book I read. Here's what here's what the the extent that Jimmy wrote either of those books. He drank a bottle of said margarita and then just rambled in some random ghostwriter's ear for a day and a half. I remember one time I was in Vegas for to cover some sporting event a football game or some such. And I got on public transportation there, and I turned around, the guy standing next to me was wearing a grass skirt, and he had a parrot on his head. Uh, My wife just points out via text, because she's listening, says, Jimmy does come from a family of money-savvy people. That's true. Isn't Warren's is Warren's his uncle, I think. Something like that. Or his cousin. Is that right? I didn't know that. I think they're related. Oh. Hashtag fake news. Corrections and retractions. Uh, according to marketwatch.com, blah, 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 bottom line. Wait, quote, bottom line, we're not related, unquote. Warren Buffett wrote to his sister Doris. All right. Not related. So there you go. I always thought they were, actually. That's probably where my wife got it from, my my tall tales. I like putting on that grass skirt and, uh, and putting a parrot on my head and uh, drinking in the morning because it's 5 o'clock somewhere. You know, who doesn't? Well, I've been, I've seen Jimmy, I've seen, you know, I've seen that Kenny Chesney in concert. Because I was told to go like three different times. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm glad you both enjoyed it. That was an hour of our show on Monday. <laughs> it's, 
That's pretty funny, Jake. <laughs> I got to admit, that's pretty funny. Come on, admit it. Nope, I'm mad at those guys. Drink you <laughs> the morning. <laughs> do they ever? Do they ever you know, slow themselves down? No, that's why I'm saying they always just do it to us. <laughs> uh, drinking in the morning because it's five o'clock somewhere. You know who doesn't? <laughs> okay. A little drinking. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Lame. Uh, well, I talk I like slow anyway. On that grass skirt and, uh, and putting a parrot on my head. I talk slow anyway, but when they slow you down, I'm not used to hearing it that way. So it really does sound like you've been imbibing. Hashtag fake news. This thing is <laughs> this thing is going to get us fired. You realize that? I got a text from a friend, uh, our friend Jay Brandright. Jay Bird uh, sends me a text when they they were playing this, and he was like, "Kyle, what are what's the matter with you and Gordon?" I remember one time I was in Vegas for uh, to cover some sporting event, a football game, or some such. Or some such. Ah, <laughs> uh, those guys are the worst. That is, so, that is really funny. Those guys Holy are the cow. worst. I cannot believe more that. of okay. a uh, Kenny Chesney at the beach, fella. Come on, Jake. Well, you can laugh a little. He wound up way too tight. Oh, I'd have a good. I, I'd have a good laugh if we played Gus. <laughs> or uh, I'd have a good laugh if we played. Can we play Matt Wells joins us? Can we get to that one? Can we play that? Uh, can yeah. we play that and slow it down so it sounds like uh, <laughs> Hans has been drinking? Oh man, I've had a rough morning. My dog died at about twelve o'clock today, and. And he had a heart attack in my arms. And I lost him at 12 o'clock today. And I debated being out here, but I had to come out for my, for my teammates. But I'm just glad we got to win, man. I'm glad we got to win. Did Hans really <laughs> consider not showing up for a football game because his dog died? Is that, I mean, was he serious? I <laughs> I, 100% he was serious because that there's no other bit that we play on the radio that angers hands more than that one. In fact, he said some very awful things to me today when I told him we were going to play that. <laughs> well, Matt Wells well. joins us. <laughs> hmm. That's funny. That was funny. Oh, That's man. a really clever idea, those guys. Who they steal that from? I think a listener slowed down one of their segments and sent it in, and That's so right. they, they stole the idea. And then uh, just do it to us. So the listener did it to usually them. their good ideas are stolen, right? Usually yeah. from us, but sometimes from other people. All right. We'll have more coming up next. It is The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It was funny, though, Jake. Come on. 97.5. Give them credit. 12. Give them credit. That was funny. Huh? Huh? Might be a little too slow. Oh, <laughs> it might be a tad bit too slow. Oh my gosh, that made me laugh. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more straight ahead on the big show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Matt Wells joins us.
<laughs> Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Join us uh, coming up tomorrow uh, from 2 to 6 at the Warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. It will not be us, however. It will be Hanson Scotty. Gordon and I will be doing the Jazz pre half and post game. Uh, jazz game tips off at 11 a.m. Pre-game will start at uh, 10. Matt Wells joins us. <laughs> and if you're just joining the show, uh, there's an injury report for the Jazz that is quite extensive, Gordon. Uh, Donovan will not play tomorrow. Um, in fact, I'll just read uh, directly what it's all about. Mike Conley out, right knee soreness. Rudy Gobert out, rest. Donovan Mitchell out, left uh, peroneal strain. Uh, Royce O'Neal out, right calf soreness. Nigel Williams-Goss out, left ankle sprain. Joe Ingles available, right foot soreness. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a bunch of fiction to me. But, you know, I mean, guys get dinged up. You know, they got little owies here and there. Well, I don't think it's about owies. I think you're right. Yeah, they have a back-to-back. They're going to play the Nuggets on the next day. And so, yeah, but it, it just seems kind of funny that we have to go through these uh, these these gyrations to uh, excuse. But, you know, I, I do think I'm probably more interested in watching that game than a lot of people would be because I want to see what these other guys can do. Did you and just not, use the word gyrations? Yeah. <laughs> What's the word I was thinking of? No, no, no. I, 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 I'm sure you used it actu- uh, accurately. That's just a, not a word that I hear every day. You, yeah, you have gy- gyrations, probably not the right word. You but, have a you talent know. for bringing up these descriptive words that are just amazing. Why don't well, we use the word gyration more? <laughs> I don't know, but the point is that I'm actually looking forward to seeing what players who normally don't get a chance to play can do against. Other players of of a, of a higher caliber, as opposed to garbage time. Uh, do these guys have a future? I mean, I've talked with Quinn Snyder about some of the some of the guys that might get a chance to play uh, tomorrow, and he you know he seemed uh, somewhat uh, keenly interested in what they could do as well. So there is a duality to what's going on here. They want to rest those starters, but they they they, they might want to get a look at these guys and and find out. Well, you know, what what can you do? What can you show me? Because as we know, some guys are better in real games than they are in practice. And I'd like to see if anybody there has some real potential. Can I give you my pessimistic response to that? Sure. Is that the Jazz have been so desperate for a production from their bench. If there was somebody capable of doing that, wouldn't they have played already? Yeah, but I will say it this way. There are guys who may not be ready to regularly do it, but they might have. I, I just want to see a glimpse of if they have it in them somewhere, and maybe that could rise to the top. I'm not really expecting a whole lot, but, uh, you know, could be surprised. Well, and the Spurs have a lot to play for. And, in fact, uh, Gordon, I asked uh, Sam Amick this. I'll ask you. Right now, uh, Memphis sits in eighth. Portland is a game back. San Antonio two games back. Um and now the Pelicans, uh, let's see, two and a half games back. Who uh, who are you putting your money on on the uh, race for the eighth spot in the West? I'd say the Blazers, and if it is the Blazers, the Lakers better get ready. Oh, I don't think the Blazers will beat the Lakers, but it'll be a tougher no. series. Well, it'll be tougher, and with that guard line they have, it's it's just tough on anybody to play them if they're if they're you know clued in and ready to go. Um, but 
San Antonio has played pretty well. What's their record since they, in the bubble? Um, Did we ever figure that out? I'd have to look it up. Well, they've been playing pretty well, so, uh, you know, could be any of them. And the fact with the way it's set up, that if they're within a certain number of games, then there's the play-in situation, so that makes it that much more interesting. The Spurs lost to the Nuggets, by the way, on uh, this would have been yesterday. Oh, did they? 132 okay. to 126. I believe they were 3-0 and before that. Is that the game when Michael Porter Jr. just went off? Uh, he had 30 points and 15 rebounds, and they That's... are looking really smart for drafting that guy. Yeah. Yeah, they were patient because he was hurt, and people wondered. It was kind of one of those uh, Joel Embiid situations where do you draft this guy and do you let him heal and, and you don't get an immediate payoff, but it looks like that could work out very well for them. And when you think about the Nuggets and some of their difficulties and some of the deals they've made with the Jazz, uh, they've made some good moves too. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, this isn't a player personnel move, but I think hiring Mike Malone was was a good move. I think he's a pretty good coach, yeah. especially they since they had a run of not-so-good coaches there for a little bit. Uh, I think that was smart. Um, Paul Millsap has kind of worked out well for them, but, I mean, dra- drafting the Joker, I mean, that's a, a that was brilliant right there. And where did they, they get him in the second round? Oh, was he? I think so. Popovich compared him to Larry Bird. That's high praise. Yeah, really high. So, and uh, you know, Jamal and some of the other guys they have on that team, yeah, they made some good decisions. Round two, pick 41 in 2014. That's remarkable. And now he's an all-NBA guy. Yeah, Yeah. now he's awesome. And that was a a tremendous pick uh, for them. And then, you know, they traded Yusuf Nurkic. I mean, and he's a really good player, but they traded him to, to kind of get out of the way so so the Joker could take over. Pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah Nurkic is one of the reasons you got to watch out for Portland. Right. So, yeah, no, I the, the Jazz have gotten the better end of a couple of deals with the, with the Nuggets, but I'm with you. By no means have they been... Uh, uh, failures from a personal standpoint, quite quite the opposite, actually. And their assistant GM just got the job, uh, the GM job with the Bulls, right? So there are some young teams in the West that I there could be some flip flopping going on as far as who's at the top of the West and who's at uh, and not at the top yep. with some of these promising young teams that have stellar talent on them. Uh, you know, uh, that, and Dallas and Denver among them. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Wrapping up a Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Thank you very much for uh, making us part of your day. Coming up tomorrow, Hans and Scotty are actually going to host the Big Show live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Uh, and uh, Gordon, you and I are going to be doing pre, half, and post game for the Jazz game, which uh, it, it it got a lot of, a lot less interesting after the news we got today that four out of five starters not going to play. Yeah, and I am a little curious to see how these guys perform. I mean, we don't really see them play that much, and we don't see them play obviously in uh, in significant minutes. So now they have to. So you know, we we hear that these guys can be pretty good in practice. We hear that they play very, you know, significant uh, uh, contributions in the G League and all that. Well, let's see what they got. Maybe that's kind of interesting. Yeah. How what? Uh, 
If you were to set an over-under on how many points the, the Jazz should, uh, will score tomorrow, should we do this? Since Because we, we won't do it on the pre-half and post. Should we do it right now? Should we? What if we set the over-under at 75? I'd go under. God, I, I would tend to think the under, too. But 75, that's that's so few points in the NBA today. Don't On over-unders, you have to have a half point in there somewhere? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could. Well, I mean, there's... 74 and a half? There's a push. Yeah, or 75. Or 74 and a half. You still going under, Gordon? Yeah. I, I might go in the 60s. I don't know. Who knows? How are we supposed to know this? Incriminated audio? Is, no, I don't oh. bet on it, but Joe Ingles, is he going to go up for 38 points? Well, he and Clarkson are going to score a ton, I would guess, because I don't know I who be, else is going to. I wouldn't be surprised if Joe doesn't even play that much himself. Right. Because he's going to play the next day, too. So we'll, we'll see how it – Jazz fans might be interested in seeing Juwan Morgan out there and what he might be able to contribute. How about Gerald Brantley? What can these guys do? We don't know. I, I was saying, you know, I was kind of half-choking before that I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, – what, um, uh, Rajon Tucker could do out there, and, and you know, kind of joking because he's the bottom of the bench, but he he plays an exciting brand of basketball. That might be something that's interesting tomorrow. It's just not, you know, it's it's probably not going to be real pretty. I'm guessing. Moutier could get a lot of points, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. He has a way of uh, pushing the action, and uh, he'll he'll probably force some calls. By the referees, because you know he's going to drive to the basket, and he's either going to run into someone or is he going to get hit? Hmm. Well, all right, Gordon. Well, I will talk to you tomorrow a little bit early. How about that? We'll be on at ten, getting you ready for the start time at eleven. Uh, so eleven o'clock uh, jazz game tomorrow. Yeah, I uh, set my alarm. All right, we'll talk to you then. It is the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.